Hello, and welcome to Purely His Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Armstrong, and today I'm going to talk about forgiveness. Let's jump into it. So forgiveness, such a loaded topic, I know, um, but obviously so needed, something so, so needed to talk about. So I think we're just going to jump right into um, the word today. So in Matthew six fourteen through 15, it says, For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others' sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. Wow, such a convicting, powerful, true scripture. And you know, if we, if we are wanting to apply and believe other scriptures, we have to believe all of them. And this is one of them. Um, so anyway, I wanted to just quickly talk through this topic um, and touch on a few areas of walking in forgiveness. First, realizing that, um, you know, it's our only choice, that forgiveness is what we have to walk in in order for God to forgive us. And, um, I'm also reminded of just the great parable that Jesus gave us um, in Matthew 18, 21 through 35. And I might just read that as well before I get into other things. So if you've ever read it, um, you'll probably clearly remember the story, but I'm just going to read it again. So Matthew 18, 21 through 35, it says, Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? up to seven times? And Jesus answered, I tell you, not even seven times, but 70 times seven times, basically with no limit. (laughs) And then it goes on to say, therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed owed him 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he owed be sold to pay his debt. At this, the servant fell at his knees before him and he said, be patient with me. He begged him and he said, I pay, I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him. He canceled the debt and let him go. But when that servant went out, he found one of his own servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. He grabbed him and, and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, be patient with me and I will pay you back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had that man thrown in prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were outraged and went and told his master everything that had happened. When the master called in the servant, he said, You wicked servant, I canceled all of the debts of yours that you begged me to. Couldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he could pay back all he owed. And it says in in verse 35, This is how my heavenly Father will treat you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. Wow. 
Okay, such a sobering, sobering scripture, Matthew 18, 21 through 35. That is just, wow. Um, such a convicting um, parable of how basically God, you know, in his mercy, when you accepted Christ, he forgave your past sins. And he also was saying, I will cover your future ones as you repent to me. You simply come to me, you repent, which means to turn from your sins, and I forgive you. What a powerful, powerful thing coming from a perfect God, an absolutely perfect holy God. And so he's basically asking from us that if I can forgive all these as a perfect God, and you know how, how sin hurts him worse than it would ever hurt us, like when he when he sees sin or whatever, like that is just so big to him because he is perfect but he forgives it when someone is truly sorry and they repent and they turn from their sins and so that is our great example of forgiveness and how we are to forgive and you know holding on forgiveness is something that it binds you almost more than it binds the person you know it's something that starts literally eating from you as you hold and you and you stew on things and, and it becomes bitterness, that is such a dangerous, dangerous place. So I'm basically putting this out to say that there is life beyond the pain. That there is life when we have forced ourselves to forgive like Jesus or like God. And, you know, getting to the place where we can really truly believe this. That, you know, no matter what someone has done to you, that it's, it does not equal what we have done to God. And when you think about it in that perspective, you're like, how could I ever hold on to what this person did to me compared to what we've done to God? The mercy and the grace of God. And so basically choosing forgiveness is, is our only choice. And when we, when we see it as our only choice, I feel like, it will be an easier thing to choose because we don't give ourselves that that option out. So one may say, how do I know that I have forgiven? Like, you know, I feel like I've forgiven them. You know, I've said I've forgiven them. I've, you know, just made myself say like, okay, I forgive them. But I've realized that the true way to, to know that you have forgiven someone because after reading those scriptures, I've checked my heart like, Lord, how do I know I've forgiven this person? What is my proof to know that I've truly forgiven them? Well, I believe the true evidence is that you are able to love them. Your proof is that, you've, that you love them. And, and not loving from a distance. Because, you know, in, from my experience... There can be different scenarios where you maybe you've thought, okay, God told me to forgive. I forgive them. I say that I forgive them, but I just don't want to see them. I don't want to face them. I don't want to be around them, but you know, I forgive them. Well, what I realized was, I think my answer was that the fact that I couldn't see them was just kind of my evidence that, you know, I was so-called loving them from a distance 
but I wasn't truly loving them. And I couldn't face them. And not saying there's there's scenarios, you know, every scenario is different as far as you never want to put yourself in an abusive situation or go back to something that is very harmful. But, you know, if it's just an offense or something that someone did to you, it's being able to see their face and not feel bitterness or negative things towards them is when you know that it's done, that struggle is over. And, you know, something that I can give as just um, something to encourage you, that forgiveness, don't feel bad if it's a process in your heart. You know, when you walk through something, sometimes it takes time to walk through and a forcing of yourself to pray for them, to, to speak out of your mouth that I forgive them, I love them. And it could take time. But as long as, that, as long as you're working on forgiving them, you're on a good path. You're on the path that God wants you to be because forgiveness is our only choice. And he didn't say there wouldn't be a road to this perfect forgiveness. But we do have to make sure that we are on that road. So this is really cool. I was reading in one of my um, my journals the other day, and um, and the title I put on this it was a revelation I felt like the Lord showed me, and this this all ties in with forgiveness. But I ent- I entitled it "Lay Down Laying Down Your Life." So this was basically a revelation on this, and in John it was a revelation on John fifteen twelve through thirteen. It says, "Love each other as I have loved you." Greater love has no one than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. You know, anytime I heard that scripture, like, and I, I, you know, heard it on something, I always thought about, like, what is laying down your life for your friend? And I feel like I heard it in the contents of, like, you know, physically laying down your life, like, you die for them or something. And which, obviously, that, it's that too. But, wow, okay, I got the deeper revelation of this which it's, it's staring us in the face, but you might have gotten this before, but this was a first for me. So it was basically not so much dying, which it could be physically dying, but think of it like this. Dying is dying to yourself. So basically, when people hurt you, and there's a great need for forgiveness, when you choose that, you're dying to yourself and you're loving them. Like you're laying down your life for them by forgiving them. Does that make sense? We are to, to die to ourselves and love everyone like Jesus did. It's just such a powerful thing to think about the fact that literally when he could be saying, um, there's no greater love than laying your, de- your life down. It means when that person hurt you, when that girl said that thing to you, when that guy said that thing to you, laying your life down for them would literally be like, I'm denying myself. I am not going to receive offense. I am not going to feel offended and hurt. I'm going to turn around and bless them and love them. That is laying your life down. And so when you switch that perspective of it's not just dying for your friend, it's literally dying to yourself. There are many scriptures in the Bible where it talks about beating your body into submission because we have fleshly bodies, but our spirit is what we're supposed to yield to. Now that we've accepted Christ, we have been filled with the spirit. We have to yield to the spirit inside of us. That 
is what is going to lead us into righteousness, into forgiveness, into laying down our life, beating our bodies into submission. And so how powerful is that thinking about the laying down of your life is denying yourself, is not talking back when they say that rude thing, is believing the best of others, is not envying, it's not boastful, it's not proud, it's not being rude, it's not being self-seeking. It's always trusting, always hoping, always persevering because love never fails. So that is such an aspect of forgiveness, of laying down yourself to forgive others. You know, if God has, says he covers, he will forgive our sins. So he's basically saying, you can do it. Like I have forgiven you. In that example, that story that I read you, he said, I have forgiven you. You can forgive your father. You can forgive your mother. You can forgive your boyfriend. You can forgive your your brother, your sister, your friend, your cousin, your your aunts, your uncles, whoever it is that has greatly offended you, you can forgive them. Because our example was Jesus. Our example is God um, just taking our sins and saying, even though this hurts me so badly, this is so dirty to me because I am so holy, I will take it. I forgive you because you have repented. And so how powerful. I know many of you could feel hurt. I know the pain of being hurt or betrayed or having to walk through great forgiveness, but I can tell you there is freedom on the other side and there is not freedom in holding that person bound for vengeance. We are not called to get back at those who have hurt us, but the complete opposite because we're not living for earth. We're living for heaven. We have to keep a heavenly perspective and know that it's not about all the things down here. We're preparing for heaven. We're storing up treasures. We're making ourselves right with God. And so when the scenario feels too big, focus on the eternal perspective of God has forgiven me. He has asked me to forgive so that he can forgive me of my, my sins. And know that it's something that we have to force ourselves to do. And we could go through pain walking through that process, but it's something that we have to do, something that we're called to do, and something that you are capable of doing through the power of the Holy Spirit in you, and the revelation and knowledge of knowing that heaven is our ultimate home, that whatever people do to us here equals nothing. It, it What matters most is our responses to people. However somebody responds, even if you forgive somebody that hasn't even asked for forgiveness, that is where the power is at. That's where the abundant life is. And that's where God says, I forgive you of that sin that you committed. So let's walk this out. I know this was only a couple aspects and perspectives of forgiveness. Maybe I'll make another one on this, but Let's, let's walk it out. Let's, I'm just making this to remind you, to remind me that forgiveness is a must. I will see you next podcast.